Hi guys, I can't thank you enough for all the support. And thank you for actually listening to the whole story. And it's been quite a journey, like sharing my journey with you guys. Hopefully, it will motivate a few of you. And for the ones who know me, it will show you a different side to who I am. So let's get this started. So there's a part of this story that I've mentally kind of like omitted, yeah, and I'm saving that for later. And that part is going to show you, for those who know me, where my humility kind of comes from. And it will show you a different side of people. Like you never know a person's past just by who they are and where they are in life, you know. That you're gonna have to listen to in December because it's the type of story you just want to end things with, yeah. So this is episode one of how I met her. <laughs> First, I have to give you guys a bit of context, like just a, a short summary of how I reached that moment, right? So we left it off when my grandma had paid for me to go to school for two terms. My uncle was actually doing theology at that time. So he would take the pickup. Early in the morning, we'd be up by like five, ready by six. And he would drop my sister first at LCVR, drop my mom off at work, which was behind Uhuru Park. Then from there, he dropped me in Lavington on his way to Park Thikarod. So I'd always, always be the first one to make it to school. Like literally the first student for two terms. I was never late because I was super early. I was always there by like 6.37, freezing cold, and I'm just sitting outside waiting for them to open those doors. Did this for like about a term and then my uncle's classes got shifted. So he used to leave at 7.30 and that was a bit too late for us. We tried it once. We were stuck in traffic for a while. Like I made it to school by like 10 on that day. Because those days in Road and Nangata Road were hectic. They were like a two-way street, you know. And... We used to use Langata Road going down. Luckily for me, once in a while, I'd actually get to see Mount Kenya, like on a clear, clear day. When you're going down Deliverance, you could actually see Mount Kenya, like for me, from the back of the pickup. Grace, but yeah. So my dad used to, like, we had a landline, and my dad used to frequently call, like, every week at least, he'd make it a point to call at least twice. He realized how tired we were and how hectic it was. So he decided, you know what? My kids aren't going to go through all this. I can manage to get them a place. So he got us a house in Kilimani. My auntie Meli used to stay in Tana and we used to go there like every two weeks. Now for my auntie Meli's story, you'll have to listen to like the season finale because that shows you the strength that women have. And when two women get together and decide we're taking care of kids, yo, they will do anything and go above and beyond for those kids. And I actually thank God for like the strong women I've had in my life. You know, very few people see what adults go through, but I saw it as much as they try to shield me and hide it. I saw it. Part of the reason why we actually moved was when his classes shifted, when my uncle's classes shifted, um, 
we had to wake up at five. Normal time, we were so used to it by then. And we had to walk to the stage. Like, we literally had to walk about two, three kilometers to get to Hadi. And we had to use Ngongrut. So what my mom would do is we'd go all the way now, use Ngongrut, drop my sister off at LCVR. And then, because her workplace wasn't so far, it was like a walking distance. We'd part ways there. I would go to the stage at the flyover and how she'd walk down to work. At time of 46, and then a 48, and then make it to Lavington Mall. And from there, I'd actually walk to school. So now we've moved, and we're staying in Kilimani, Viraj. Viraj is this apartment just a few meters away from Yaya Center. So finally, all the convenience of everything was there, literally. So every, like, Saturday morning, we'd get into a matatu, go to town, go all the way till Temple Road, and climb a matatu to Tena. So, going to my aunt's place was actually fun. It was literally so much fun. We'd spend like the whole weekend there. She'd get us food, we'd watch movies. We'd actually just relax and like have a good time. Because she, she is amazing. You know, she's one of those women who, when she has, she will give. And my mom also has the same thing. So they'd, get, they'd put their cash together and we'd have like the greatest weekend. Just trying to like, I think they were actually trying to like shield their children from the reality of what was happening. Because growing up without a dad around, like growing up in a single parent household, gets a bit problematic. Yeah? Um, I don't think parents realize this. And being a parent, I'm guilty of doing it once in a while. And weirdly, I have done it before. Yeah, We end up having like a frustrating day and kids will be kids, kids will play, kids will jump around and kids make mistakes. We end up taking it out on our own kids. Like that frustration builds up so much. The kid will just do one small thing and you'll blow, you know, you lose your mind. Yeah. No matter how tiny it is. So those weekends were like, kind of like a getaway from a few of my mom's exp explosions, as I'd call them, yeah. <laughs> it's me, my two sisters, my cousin Omondi. That's how we would literally spend every single weekend. My aunt had made quite a few friends by that time, and she had this friend, we call her Mama Shiro, God rest her soul in peace, but she was, is the most um, one of the most amazing women also I've met. She was one of those ones who was versatile. Like, once in a while, I'd eavesdrop on their conversations and she'd be there telling them, you guys need to do this, you guys need to do that. Don't let this put you down. Have motivation for this. Look at where I've reached. You can reach here too. Like, she gave them that drive, that, that drive not to give up. Like, if she could tell you that they were about to give up, she'd lecture them. So we got introduced to her, like, a month into going to visit my aunt every few weeks. And she had a birthday party. Now, actually, my cousin Benjamin had a birthday party and they knew each other. They lived in the same estate. Yeah? And we were all invited, so we went. So on my way there, I was like, oh God, 
I have to go sit with all these young kids. I have no one my age to chill with. Like, it felt like I was going to have a long, long, long day, yeah? So I walk in and there's this girl. I had never seen a girl so beautiful. My aunt even knocked with her elbow. She's like, eh? I can see you've seen her. And that's the first interaction I had with her. It was breathtaking. Like, have you ever had those, those moments where it's like everything slows down? I had one of those moments and it was... All I can say is, wow. <laughs> I had no words for it. So here I am, nervous as hell, like sitting in the living room. All these kids are playing and everything. And then my aunt and Mama Shira are like, ah, Richard, come meet my daughter. <laughs> so she introduces me to her daughter. I'm shy, I'm sweaty, my palms are sweating. No, it's not, as if, it's not those ones of that Eminem line, na, 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 na. Paula, I know you've heard that and, you've, and you're going to make fun about it, but yeah. So once we're introduced, I shut, like I shut down because I'm like, yo, this girl is so beautiful. And I had like major, major, major insecurities at that point. So I just sat somewhere and chilled. And her being her, even she's bubbly till today. Like, hi, how are you? Aside asking me questions upon questions. So she made me feel a bit free, yeah. And we started having like a proper, proper convo, started getting to know each other. And we exchanged numbers. Because those days, luckily for me, I had a small phone that my dad had left for me. It was a Motorola, you know, those antenna-less ones, yeah. After we exchanged numbers, we sat for a while. Kids blew their candles, you know, the whole birthday shabang. My cousin Willie that time was a terrorist. Wow, 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 I can never forget that. <laughs> he, he would destroy anything and everything in his path, yeah. So we got frustrated and tired because this kid was making so much noise. She's like, you know what, let's go for a walk. Let me show you around. So we go for a walk around Tena, you know, walking around. She's showing me each and every place she's been. This is a nice place. That one isn't. My friend stays here. Actually met like, Two of her friends that day. And by, I think, 7 p.m., around 7 p.m., because we were spending the night at my aunt's. There I was confessing, you know. I'm like, oh, I like you so much. I want you to be my girlfriend. And now here's the weirdest part. She actually agreed. <laughs> like, I was in shock. I was like, oh, my God, a girl this beautiful can agree to date someone who looks like me. <laughs> I'm telling you, that night when I slept on that mattress in that living room, I had the biggest smile on my face. I was like, oh my God, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> and I and I had the craziest times during that weekend. I got my first kiss from her now the next day. <laughs> and it was so weird, it was so random. You know, like the one when you're just chilling together on a chair. There was no one in the living room. And I turned and she turned and we're like, hmm, okay. And we made out. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. So, Sunday evening, 
we headed back home and the whole week like all I could think about I'm there in class I'm like Shiro on my way home I'm just thinking about how beautiful she is how I can't wait for the next week like my weekends now became exciting like <laughs> I could not wait to go to Tena in fact I used to be one of the first people to get up on Saturdays just to go and we'd go on like walks buy soda just chill you know ice cream relax <laughs> chill outside like on the road pick up stories it was you know that that teenage romance you know getting to know each other flirting flirting holding hands it was beautiful so at one point i think the moms got so busy with work we stopped doing that thing of every two weeks and i'd call her i'd literally like call her up and find out where she is what she's doing you know another sad part comes in when she had to go to boarding school so <laughs> before she went to school she texted we called and we talked and i was like no i'll wait for you you don't have to worry i'll be here waiting and trust me <laughs> i did and the geeky boy finally had a girlfriend like I didn't tell people in school because I kept my shit private, you know. And every time they'd make fun of me, I'd just look at them like, if you only knew you're single and I'm the one with a girlfriend in this situation, you know. They'd call me ugly, they'd call me omieri, they'd call me connect the dots, you know. Because I had acne, I had like some bad acne. They'd actually literally bully me about that, yeah. and being the youngest one what do they expect you know <laughs> those people are scumbags yeah fast forward um a few months later she comes back on holiday and she comes back midweek and now the funniest part was i was also on holiday so <laughs> you know how young teenagers are she's like oh there's no one at home see you can come over with you <laughs> richi nani hey I pondered Amat so fast the next day. I was there by around I think 10 in the morning so that I could leave by 3, you know, before the mom came home. <laughs> so the first day pull up to the house. Now this was their house in Saika at that point. And she'd actually like make breakfast and the and she'd actually like just, you know, we chill watch movies, make out Yo, Kanza. <laughs> This is day, you know, honey little teenagers being honey little teenagers, yeah. We were at that point. We'd sit on my lap and we'd make out for hours. And that time, I went like part of me was like I want to smash. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's growing up with older people that did that, but I was like, nah, me I want to smash. So, she was a bit conservative and all we do was like you know those intense makeout sessions for like 3 4 hours yeah it was <laughs> it was crazy like i'd literally panda mat to go all the way to saika to make out with someone leave at 3 make it home by 6 you know it was worth it we had those crazy teenage romances yeah we'd even like go to the local chipo place buy fries at lunch time chill and just 
talk about our lives because we basically had the same type of background, you know. And I know you're listening to this. <laughs> She's one of the few people who actually do listen. So like every relationship, there's a beginning, <laughs> there's a plateau, and then there's the end. So I think we grew far apart, especially because she was in boarding school and I was in day school. And we reached a point like we mutually agreed, uh-uh, this isn't working, it's over. And that hurt, like losing your first girlfriend like that, you know. You've been through the ringer for like more than a year, two years. And it just ended abruptly. I won't lie, I went home. I cried. I actually cried. And I didn't want it to end. I honestly didn't want it to end. And then me being the Kawaida teenager, I decided, you know what? I'm going to drink this away. So I went and I bought myself an iceberg. I can never forget. It used to be like this mixed alcohol lemon drink. And I flashed that whole thing down. Put myself in bed again. And I didn't eat for like two days. Two days without eating was... <laughs> it was crazy, yeah? You see the small things that love can make you do. <clears throat> My, that voice crack. So, <laughs> that segment is how I met her. And... Years later, we ended up trying again. That's a story for another day. And right now, we still talk, like, she's one of those people who know me for me, and hopefully, if you're listening to this, you will get to know me for me. True, organic, raw, you know. This one's kind of slow. Um, didn't have too much drama, because, you know, I was young. But the next one, <laughs> the next How I Met Her, is a person who's been in my life for quite, quite a while, yeah. We've known each other since we were 13, 14. Yeah. She's a niece to one of my friends, and she's quite an amazing soul. Yeah. So thank you for listening. I'm going to try and hit you guys with another one today evening. So stay tuned, yeah. And have an amazing, amazing day. Peace.